shakes up everything. Ivan Barbashev finally re-signed, so the Blues' long night of the soul is over. Steven's headed to Traverse City, but instead of sleeping, he'll preview that for you, too. Then we'll dive deep into the Metropolitan Division, fishing for goaltending, and, spoiler alert, we're not going to find any. Stay tuned to hear our takes and learn how the Lizard People now control the NHL. Let's get started, and welcome to our Reptilian Overlords. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome to the two guys. One cup. That's right. The St. Louis Blues won the Stanley Cup mm-hmm. podcast. Tonight is Thursday, August, September 5th. <laughs> Not August anymore. They did the old switcheroo on me. Don't you hate how months end and, you know, we grow closer and closer to our demise? Mm. How are you tonight, Ian? How are you doing? Good. I'm one year old. Older. Yes, everyone. Ian had a birthday on Sunday. No, Sunday. Tuesday. Yeah. Tuesday. Sunday. Sunday. Yes, it is the first and not the third. It seems closer to now than that. Oh, I don't know where we are in space time, but yes, I'm. It was on Sunday. How was your birthday? It was great. What did you do? Nothing. I drank. Sangria, and then I drank a, mm. some Moscow Mules, my my favorite mixed drink. There you go. Um, and played that's, random. That's not board the games. one with the milk, right? Oh no, God, those are no. white rush. That's a white Russian. I, you <laughs> wouldn't be the one to drink them. God, <laughs> I'm not drinking wrong. anything with milk in it. Most certainly. <laughs> What's a Moscow Mule? It is vodka and something, obviously, because like, of the vo- yeah. the Moscow vodka, ginger beer, lime. Mm. I can maybe, get down with yeah, that. Maybe a little this, a little that. Sometime in the near future, on this two guys one cup podcast, we are going to sample Pink Whitney vodka. In mm-hmm. our ever-growing partnership with the Spit and Chicklets <laughs> podcast, mark your bingo squares, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. We uh, are a small subsidiary. <laughs> but tonight we are not uh, in Boston Yard or Harvard Yard in Boston, Massachusetts. Where are we coming from tonight, Ian? Should we make a spot up on the fly? Because mm. I didn't think of one. We're coming to you live from the Hollywood Casino Casino, not the the amphitheater, most certainly not. No, certainly not, because partially because that thing will change its name within the next week or two anyway. Do you think more people... More people frequent the casino than the amphitheater, yes, oh, yeah, yeah, just yeah, because yeah, yeah, that's always open. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. But are they sadder people for it's, having done yeah, uh-huh, so? Yeah, 100%. Okay. Yeah, yeah. There is that long and winding road down to the Hollywood Casino is just one filled with sadness. And now I believe we get to take that self-same road to the Centene Community Ice Corporation, Corporation Ice <laughs> Rink, which will officially open this weekend. Mm-hmm. So, hooray. I think uh, St. Louis is getting a couple of new ice rinks lately because they have uh, the Maryville one that they just built in the uh, western edge of the Chesterfield Valley. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if you've had the pleasure to see that, but it looks very mm-hmm. nice from the outside. I've not been inside. It's still in the Chesterfield Valley? Really? Only technically. It's basically on the bridge, but yes, it is technically (laughs) in the Chesterfield Valley. And then I think there may be another Chesterfield ice rink 
but I'm not sure. And then this uh, Centene one is obviously the big community ice rink where the boys will play and they'll do all sorts of events and things. And that's wonderful. You want to see more hockey in the city. I mean, we've already produced some NHL caliber talent out of St. Louis, but, you know, most of them have come from the loins of NHL greats themselves. That's true. uh, It would be nice to see them, uh, you know, develop some homegrown talent that wasn't a son of Keith Kachuk. But actually, we're going to talk about some homegrown talent in the NHL that is neither of the Kachuk sons, starting with talking about Mike McKenna, who announced his retirement this weekend. Uh, He wrote a lengthy letter uh, about his leaving, but I think I'll read uh, some of it. We'll see how quick I get through it. Maybe I'll read all of it. He says, The time has come. My days as a professional goaltender are now in the past. I am retiring. While I know there's still gas left in the tank, I mean, to be an AHL backup, sure. <laughs> he can still play A form of hockey. <laughs> That's right. I've uh, always had the desire to walk away from the game on my own terms, healthy and excited about whatever may come next. This isn't a sad day. Rather, it's a moment to reflect on a career I never expected to have. I was born in St. Louis in 1983 birth year, and no one from our city had ever played in the NHL. Even making it to NCAA Division One seemed like a stretch. We didn't know how to get there. Hockey was my passion, and it still is, but as a child, it was just for fun. The National Hockey League was a distant dream, one that hadn't seemed, uh, didn't seem remotely possible. And yet, here I am at 36, a husband and a father, with a lifetime of hockey memories. To think I've been playing this sport for over 30 years is a tough to fathom. But to have done it professionally for nearly half of that time? Unthinkable. I don't know where I'd be today had it not been given a chance to play for the Springfield Junior Blues at 16 years old. And even more so, I don't know what kind of person I would have become had I not been afforded the opportunity to attend St. Lawrence University. That's funny. You misspelled it. Slew. You turn coat. <laughs> um, there are, well, technically it didn't misspell slew. I mean, it is the same abbreviation, but we will sue them if they mm-hmm. use it. Uh, there are so many people to thank that I know I'll look back at this and regret forgetting someone, but there are a few uh, people and companies that deserve special recognition. Coca-Cola. Uh, I'm going to skip a lot of that stuff. You have all been integral to my career, but in life, thank you so much. Uh It may have seemed like a burden at times, but truthfully, I was lucky to play in so many cities. The moving was never easy, but it gave our family the chance to meet so many amazing people all across North America. We are so thankful for those friendships. All the love and support from the fans, the feeling was mutual. You always had the ability to lift me up during games. Uh, To be appreciated and remembered by fans, embraced by a fan base, is an amazing feeling and something I truly cherish. Uh, To all my past teammates, however many thousands that may be, and then he says hashtag 6DMM or number 6DMM. I don't know. It's it's an inside joke, I'm sure. These hockey players and their jokes. Uh, Thanks for putting up with me. Some of you were subjective to questionable meals on the road, and I didn't take kindly to high shots in practice, but I love sharing the ice and locker room with such a collectively awesome group of people. The same goes for all the trainers, equipment managers, yada, yada, yada. I'm sure I'm forgetting a job title for two, or two, and for that I apologize. Uh, there's a really special group of people out there, goalie coaches. Every one of you influenced my game in some way, and I'm proud that almost all of you stay in touch. It's a special relationship, and I hope that never changes. As for the regular coaches, I'll miss you guys too. <laughs> so much more than others. Please try to take your goaltenders into account when crafting the next flow, dr- flow drill featuring shots from the hash marks. We're human beings. 
Uh, he thanks Stephen Pat Jacobs, uh, to all his friends and extended family that have been along for the ride. One of the greatest pleasures of my life career was sharing it with you. And he says, and of course, my immediate family, Grandpa Bill, yada, yada, yada. I mean, they're great people, but that we, this podcast isn't for them. Mm. Hi, McKenna family. We love you very much. Grandpa Bill, how about Uncle Bill? Uh, he thanks his re- wife, whose name is apparently Rachel, or this other woman he's calling his love, his rock, and his other half will really piss his wife off. <laughs> uh, he said, can you believe it? We did it. We faced countless challenges head on and made the most of every situation thrown at us. Uh, you've had to deal with so much, yet always welcomed me home with a hug. And an I love you. Aw. Uh, there's no way to say thank you enough. You deserve to sleep in for a year straight. Then he talks to his daughters, Kinlan and Adeline. Mm, what? Kinlan. How, spell Kinlan for me. K-I-N-L-I-N? Yeah, you got it, man. Kinlan McKenna? No. Don't put part of your first name in your last name, dude. Or in your daughter's name, dude. And what's the other one's name? Adeline, which is like a name at least, but not a very good one. <laughs> well, if I ever have a child, they're getting like the works like Joe and, you know, Bruce, Rachel, just, just bland 90s names. Real me. Old Testament names. Yeah. I like it. So you're just going to name them after the friends. Yeah, yeah. There's a family somewhere that has had six kids just to do that. (laughs) Except they accidentally had a fourth boy, and his name is Gunther, and nobody likes him. (laughs) I know a family that does uh, president's names. It's like Clinton and Reagan. I don't know about Clinton. And uh, Jackson. Jackson. Kennedy. Kennedy. That's a girl's name, I'm guessing. I guess. I mean, it could be. I don't know. You know, Taft. Kennedy McKenna would have also been an option. Garfield. (laughs) Polk. Obama. Not Adam, but Adams. Yeah, there you You go. You got it. You you all know the presidents. I don't have to list them for you. Uh, They probably don't. You know, patriotic education is very, very down these days. And it should be. Uh, she, he says, I can't describe how full, I like saying both of those things because now we've pissed everybody off. <laughs> I can't describe how full my heart was seeing you, uh, in warmups, wearing jerseys, smiling ear to ear. Our t- tradition of waving to each other after games is something I will always cherish. That's not your tradition, man. I mean, people do that. that that's you kids. Know. You have kids. Uh, <laughs> you got a case of the kids. I love you so much, and I'm so excited to watch you grow up and discover your own interests and passions. They will both play hockey. Yeah. How dare you limit them? Their own interests. My career still seems surreal. I've been so fortunate, but it's time to close that chapter and start a new one. From the bottom of my heart, thank you all, Mike McKenna, 56. Uh, a little bit longer than Ben Lovejoy's retirement announcement, which I would say is, you know, brutally self-indulgent, Mike. But, uh, you know, to each their own. And uh, no, we do we do wish all, Mike McKenna all the best in his retirement. And as he kind of hinted at, he sort of did open the door for uh, the Pat Maroons and the uh, Ben Bishops and the Chris Weidmans and then the, the new uh, rash of growing young talent like Brady Kachuk and Matthew Kachuk and Logan Brown and Clayton Keller, who just signed a big extension. Uh, Clayton Keller signed with the Coyotes for eight years at $7.15 million per season, not over the length of the contract. Um, Some people, it turns out, are very upset about this. Mm -hmm. Uh, The metric community apparently doesn't like 
uh, Clayton Keller, to which I will just say, shut up, you nerds. Nerds. Uh, John Shaka, John Shaka is the king of the metric people. So how dare you <laughs> tell your own king that he can't analyze talent? Metric people right above mole people. That's right, right, exactly. And by above, you mean literally like <laughs> one layer higher yeah. in the cave, in the tunnel system. Oh, they're still in the crust yeah. of the earth. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> um, uh yeah, I mean, are you paying absolute top dollar for what he's already produced? Sure. Did he have a down season last year? Yeah, I think he only had 47 points. Yeah. No. Did he still lead the team with 47 points? Yes, he did. <laughs> Which is more of an indictment on the rest of your team than it is on Clayton Keller. Um, I don't know. I just I just see the talent with Clayton Keller. It doesn't... It doesn't worry me a lot that he's not going to pan out. It's 7.15. If it was 8, 9, or something like that, I'd be a lot more worried. But I don't... Is he maybe underwhelming for mm. 7 feels, over the life of this? Is it possible? Sure. Feels early yeah, to I be th- giving him that much. But, but like you said, it's that's not actually that much anymore. Exactly, and if he goes out and has an 80-point season this year, mm-hmm. or even a 65-point season, now yep. you're not dealing mm-hmm. with a potential holdout, and you've got him locked up, and it's done. If you know? he's a 60-point player across his career, and I bet he'll be better than that, mm-hmm. this is like a very good deal. This is something the Cardinals do all the time, by the way, and obviously the baseball system is different. Uh, but they do this all the time with like younger guys who they think have a high ceiling. They'll give them a lot of money up front, and they'll just say, "Hey, sign this now, so we don't have to deal with any of that arbitration or crap later." You know, and mm-hmm. it, and the benefit for them is not dealing with arbitration. The detriment is losing guaranteed money, mm-hmm. and the opposites are the you know benefits for the players. Like if the player really breaks out. It's costing them a little money, but it gives them security. And if they don't break out, then, you know, they're going to be overpaid. And that's cool. Mm-hmm. I'd rather be overpaid than underpaid, yeah. probably. I mean, maybe not. I don't know. Maybe you want to be the best athlete you can be and all that. But all yeah. I'm saying is I think the 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 analogy here is just say, like, are you paying as much as you should for Keller now? Yes. But do I think this contract's going to look really bad for you? I do not. I think it'll look pretty good. I, I reached out to our friend Louis Pannone, and he said, I'm definitely excited to see what Keller can do in the next eight years. They're definitely paying for potential future performance rather than current results, but he's 21, good chance he outplays that deal, and I think that's true. And then you've got the core of Clayton Keller. And another factor in this is, and we talked about it when we talked to Lewis last week, if you're going to lure Austin Matthews there, He's got to have talent, which I think there's a good chance. I really do. I mean, I think there's a lot of signs pointing to that, but he's not going to come if there's nobody to play Mm -hmm. with, you know? So you got to have stars. You got to have some forwards. If you build your team with the goal of, yes, winning the cup, but really getting Austin Matthews assigned to your team, you may just end up winning a cup. When Austin Matthews signs on your team. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that would be amazing. I mean, that's that's how you save hockey in the desert permanently, you know, as <laughs> you win a cup with Austin Matthews there. Um, so, yeah, I don't I don't know. I don't we don't need to linger on that deal for too long. I just think it's 
I was a little surprised by the controversy. I saw it last night and was like, sure, but I've got a little bit of Equitan Keller blinders on, and I understand that. Um, another deal that had, you know, some fringe controversy around it mm. that I sure don't understand is Ivan Barbashev's new two-year uh, oh. $1.475 million per season contract. I'm confused why the said controversy. I didn't see any of this, but at the same time, I understand because we as Blues fans can agree on nothing. Uh, yeah, it's just... How, how do people not get... Ivan Barbashev is a guy who had the highest relative Corsi 4 while shorthanded of any like regular player on the team. I think Nick Schmaltz had a higher relative Corsi mm-hmm. for in his like 40 seconds of shorthanded time, which at what point in this season were we desperate enough to put Jordan, excuse me, Jordan Schmaltz out on the ice shorthand. <laughs> and that in, his uh, little, in and of itself is a testimony to how dark this season got at points. I was like in the first half of the uh, season. Yeah, exactly. Sure. Um, but uh, we... I had those guys, or we had Barbashev last year, really break out. And I think, yeah, I mean, is he going to materialize into the top six forward we maybe hoped he would be? No, but you don't need 12 of those guys. You know, you've got... Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm totally with you. My point is, like... If he's just a really good like penalty killer who can get you thirty points on the bottom six, great. You're paying him one point four seven five million dollars. I'm like, you're paying him what is that? Just a little over five hundred thousand <laughs> above league men. Uh huh. For a guy that I'm gonna guess, I'll just say next year, buddy, at fourteen goals, twelve assists, twenty six points, could hit thirty points easily. He played eleven and a half minutes of ice on average or ice ice time last year. I think you could easily get thirty points, and you're paying him under. I mean, just a skosh, but under one point five million. And the whole thing was that it was like, well, you could, you know, they could have signed Pat Maroon, you know, for for that, and we would have saved even more money. But it was like Pat Maroon and Ivan Barbashev are very different players. And if you're gonna tell me you want Pat Maroon for that big body physicality or whatever that you need in the playoffs, which is honestly the only thing that you can convince me of that he's going to bring to this team <laughs> that is going to help the team. I, I, that is the most replaceable thing. Honest to Why, God. Well, I mean, we said this before they won the cup. You can get just brute size as a dime a dozen in this league. If, if all you want is the size, you've already got Quim Costin. Mm. You've got Alexi Torochenko. You've got Sammy Boy. You've got um, the, the decrepit shell of Eric Foley, <laughs> Dakota Joshua now. Like, those are all big, bruising guys. They're not ready to be NHL players, most of them. All of them, I think. Mm-hmm. Same way, the notable exception there. But, like, there was just no... And I don't want to beat this dead horse. We can move on quickly. But there was no logical argument for keeping Pat Maroon mm-hmm. on this team. It was all heart. And I get the heart. I do. We all get that. Mm-hmm. He scored, I would say, without question, the most iconic goal in the history of this franchise. And he's a St. Louis kid, you know? I mean, it's like he is the David Breeze mm. of 
the St. Louis Blues. But do you know where David Freeze was one season after hitting the walk-off home run in Game 6? He was a Los Angeles Angel. Because it didn't make sense for David Freeze to stay a Cardinal. And by the way, David Freeze was miserable staying a Cardinal, <laughs> which Pat Maroon might have been if he'd stayed here and sucked next year, you know? Hmm. So... Look at the first half of the season. He was on that team. If you keep him, there's no guarantee he's going to be playing all the minutes still, you know. I've made a bet with my dad. I bet you. I bet you when we play the Lightning, even though they will have their, like, 50 bajillion wins at that mm. point, and they won't need to beat us. They can ice Pat Maroon because he's in St. Louis, and I bet you John Cooper says, I want to win the game, and Pat Maroon is in the press box. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Again, probably. Not, to, not to bury the guy or anything, but like, like, sort of like with the Cardinals, Do like you, you were saying, it's you have to make a move. We didn't make many moves this summer, but any move we were going to make, you have to put the cup, which we all love, in the rearview mirror and go, how do we do that? Again, to the best of our ability, mm-hmm. and that is sign Ivan Barbashev and let Pat Maroon go. Do you think Pat Maroon will pay? Uh, will play sixty games next season, over under fifty nine and a half games. No, I think he'll play under that. You think he'll play? Yeah, yeah. that wouldn't surprise me at all, and he wouldn't here either. I just don't think he would. And are you? Do you? Would you rather he be here and be healthy, scratched like a considerable amount? I don't. So you know, Barbashev's here. Mm. That was the right call. Barbashev's a really good player. There's no risk in this contract at all. Mm. It's weird that he held out for so long and didn't even like get one and a half. <laughs> like what were they fighting over? But um, I mean, I guess it was probably for above that, and they're just like, well, yeah. this is what we settle on. Yeah, but. Um, I'm glad he didn't saboka us. Thank you, Ivan, for not sabokaing us. Saboking? Saboking. It's very hard to put an I-N-G on the end of that name. Yeah, I think so. I think that's difficult. But he's also... <laughs> is he still in Buffalo? Oh, no. They don't have another year of him, do they? They do. Oh, woof. Wow. Sorry, Anthony. We we love you deeply. Um, let's go ahead and move on to a little more boys news before we dive in to the Pacific, to the Metropolitan Ocean. The Metropolitan <laughs> We've done all the oceans, oceans, but here comes the Great Lakes. <laughs> uh, what's the other league, league news? I lost it. There it is. The boys are going to announce a commemorative jersey. What are they commemorating? Oh my God, no. <laughs> but the jersey will be revealed on Saturday, September 14th at the Centene Community Ice Corporation, which is all I will call it from now on, uh, at an event that we will be attending, I believe. Um, and it will be worn at three home games this season. So, Ian, let's speculate wildly on what this jersey will look like and what it's commemorating. I think it's commemorating Earth Day and will be blue with brown undertones. Ocean blue, but mostly brown, like silt. <laughs> Any, what any kind of brown do you want? I want silt. <laughs> you got it. Um, it'll be it'll be the '90s red jerseys. It'll be the McDonald's jerseys that everyone at the time what hated a, and now they love. What a weird choice that would be after winning the Stanley Cup to say, but now let's commemorate when we couldn't seal the deal. 
Hey, you remember when we had Wayne Gretzky? You remember when he had it and lost it? Let's wear those jerseys again. I mean, granted, you can't wear commemorative jerseys for last season, mm. but... Yeah, someone like, said something about just having a Stanley Cup, like, patch on them or on kind of slightly different looking like jerseys. That's, yeah, like, that'd be stupid. What if, I mean, you could always do the, like, gold lettering thing, you know, which uh. they do, but... I don't like that unless it's just a direct rip off of those hmm. Buffalo Sabres jerseys. In which case, let's do it. I barely like those '90s jerseys at all, and I would still much rather that than like the gold yeah, I mean, plate and stuff. They, it's too soon to commemorate the dark navy with the you know the St. Louis. Crest oh no thing. way! That'll never happen. Um, it's funny how popular those were when they first came out, and then like how over people. My dad and I were just ended. saying that last night, <laughs> literally to a T. I was like, man, I really like those jerseys when they came out. And then by the end, I was like, get these the fuck out of here. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I, th- I think it probably will be the red ones. You know what it I was I don't know about those? exactly why. And hopefully... Because oh, of 90s nostalgia. Yeah, I guess People love so. it. I guess. You know what was good about those Navy jerseys that I think Do you think about sucked? how... Sorry. Can I just say something awful? No. Have you ever thought about how at the end of this year, mm-hmm. all of the 90s will be 20 years ago? Like the whole thing, like the most recent part of the yeah. 90s. Yeah, I just turned 29. It's very, 20 scary. Years it's very scary. <laughs> it's frightening. Nah, 29 in your no mind, mind, says my cat. It's it's a thing she She's says. anthropomorphic. Yes. Those... Navy jerseys were good at the time because we used to have those pajama jerseys with no no uh, line across the bottom, and they looked fucked up, at least in my opinion. Oh, so you're saying we should have bananas with pajamas no. jerseys. I hated those long t-shirt jerseys, and then they brought out the Navy jerseys, and uh-huh. they had a bottom line. I was like, this looks like a real jersey. Yeah. And then we got real jerseys, and I was like, I hate the Navy jerseys. (laughs) Those were the stop gaff, now get rid of them. I get that. I think what they should do is they should just do an all-out sellout jersey like the Grand Rapids Griffins did Mm. for the Jurassic Park night. Folks, if you hadn't seen those jerseys, find them. They are fierce. I love them very much. Uh, Speaking of Jurassic Park, I got nothing, but... Here, let's let's just go at it wildly. Let's talk about the uh, jungle that will be the Traverse City. No, uh, there's just nothing there. It's just not. Uh, I was not a clever girl. I had oh, nothing. Oh, there you go. I had no, I had no uh, preparation. You were too hand. busy seeing if you could that you didn't <laughs> stop to think if you should. There you go. He did it, folks. He brought it back. Um... The Traverse City Prospect Tournament is a place that I will be traveling to in just under, just over six hours. I will begin my journey. Oh, Jesus, I uh, forgot. Clem will be on the roster, as will a bunch of other people. So let's take a look at who I will be drearily watching skate up and down the ice tomorrow evening at like 630 p.m. Uh, Clem Costin will be there. Uh, he, of course, was the 31st pick in the 2017 draft. We've got this all covered, by the way, next week mm-hmm. on our long-anticipated prospect pyramid, Redux. 
the second one is the only one that you can call Redux. I Prospect assume. Pyramid 2, the Pyramiding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Prospect Pyramid, the Pyramids of Jesus. <laughs> you know, because anyway, Nikita Alexandrov will also be there. Little preview. He's not even going to be on the Prospect Pyramid. He's going to be like an eight. No, I'm just kidding. He's our uh, top pick from this last year draft which makes him the 62nd overall pick in the draft because the Blues won the Stanley Cup. Not a big deal. Uh, Alexei Torpchenko, who we've already mentioned tonight. Kian Washkarak, who, if, if I do anything at this tournament... I hope it is just getting comfortable pronouncing his name. Uh, I will I will not succeed. <laughs> uh, Matthias LaFerriere, Dakota Joshua, Nolan Stevens, Tanner Kaspik, Austin Paganski, and Mr. Irrelevant from this past year's draft, Jeremy Michel. Uh, any notables from that group that you're looking forward to seeing? They do have a group of uh, undrafted invitees, mm. of course, to round out the roster. I think Kostin and uh, Torpchenko the most. Bach's not coming over at all? He is, I guess, just oh, doing can he not? Swedish thing. Can he, not? he was there last year, I think. It's, or is it like... I mean, look, I've got this handy... Or is it college kids can't College can't. That's, that's why Karinovich and McGing aren't there. Gotcha. Um, but I'm wondering if he just had either an, a minor injury thing or if maybe he's just starting camp. He was there last year. Okay. So I wonder if maybe because he's on... He's probably on the senior team this year in Bexio, yeah. so he's probably... Uh, starting camp okay. over there, but so he would have been number one. But I guess my runners uh, put <laughs> Kostin Torpchenko. I'm be interesting to see what I don't even remember what our guy's name is. Alexandrov. Yeah, Nikita Alexandrov. Thank you. Um, I'm interested to see what he is because I honestly don't remember even what the prospect or what the like scouting report on him was. Uh, yeah, Pagansky and uh, one of the other names on there have been there like forever. I feel like. I can't yeah. remember the other one you said. Yeah. Pagos, Pagansky, Kaspik. Yeah, Kaspik. Yeah. Yeah, it's like I kind of get into the territory. I guess I don't want to don't want to spoil anything, but like, what are you? Where are yeah, you? Yeah, I mean, it's hard to know. Pagansky was drafted in 2014 and had four years at North Dakota, so he okay. was doing the college thing, but he's also, you know, 23 or 4 now probably. Tanner Kaspik was, uh, hasn't been around as long as I think, I thought mm. he was a 2016 pick. Oh, okay. Uh, but he was the former captain of the Brandon Wheat Kings, so, mm. you know. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, do either of those guys become big NHL stars? No, we'll talk about that next week. Yep. Uh, I think Pagansky is more likely of the two of them to make some sort of impact because he's got, like, a power forward build. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, some of those guys are just going to be prospects that never quite make it, like Connor Blakely who was the only uh, first-round draft pick from the year where he was a first-round draft pick, 2015, I think, to never play in the NHL, so sad for him. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm excited to see uh, Kostin and uh, Kachuk, Kachuk, Torpchenko. Mm-hmm. I was looking at Wash Karak, and somehow <laughs> that just became uh, Kachuk. Um, but wow. I'm also excited to see the new guys, Alexandrov and uh, Wash Karak. Wash Kirk. Wash Kirk always teaches um, you to wash your crack. That's true. Of the Remember defensemen uh, that were, I'm, I mean, I'm excited to see both, and I do mean both, of the <laughs> roster defensemen that we're inviting. Oh, uh, oh. Our defense will be led by uh, five people you've never heard of that include Jake Christensen, Walter 
flower. Do you think he just removes the tur and just becomes wallflower? Because that's what I'd do. Uh, Nathan LaRose, Justin McPherson, and River Rimsha. Rimsha. Uh, <laughs> none of, we have, what? But the uh, two oh, okay, prospects that we're inviting will be Tyler Tucker, okay. who was a former seventh round pick that really took off at the Barry Colts this year, and Mitch Reinke. And I'm very excited to see Mitch Reinke because I've heard so much about him. He did break Keith Yandel's rookie scoring record in the AHL last year with the Rampage. Nice. And I'd be happy to have signed a Keith Yandel as, a, as an undrafted college yeah, free agent. Money. But um, he's a righty. That's always good. Yeah, he will play in the NHL this year. Like, there's no doubt to me because we've got Robert Portuzo and nothing else (laughs) over there after Perego, after Perego and Petrangelo. So I keep forgetting that we have all of those people still on the defense. I mean, I'm sure they'll do some six, you know, with a a left-left pairing. Lefty on the right, yeah. Robert Bortuzzo's not playing 82 games this year, even if he's healthy. and Not even Stanley Cup champion Robert Bortuzzo. Yeah, well, unfortunately, everybody else on the... Well, not unfortunately, but everyone else on the team's also a Stanley Cup champion. That's... What? That was the result of the boys winning the yeah, Stanley Cup. that'll happen. Um, so... Some of you don't deserve it. <laughs> you carried... We carried you to this. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just... I think... Reinke is probably one of those people, like when right after Costum was drafted, where people mm-hmm. are like, he's going to transform the NHL this season. And it's like... Pump the brakes, yeah, like slow your roll from an eleven to like a six. You know, be excited, <laughs> be very excited. You can even, you know, Cut you can almost wobble towards a seven if you really want to. But let's just be reasonable about what to expect. And I think Reinke's a guy. He's already made his NHL debut because he did mm-hmm. right after he signed, and that's cool for him. But um, actually, I think he's the only player at the tournament who's played in the NHL so far. But I'm excited to see, because maybe, maybe I'll watch him and I'll say, oh, no, this guy's ready for primetime, you know? I mean, it's possible. And I I find it hard to believe they aren't planning on him being that a little bit, because, as I say, only Robert Bortuzzo <laughs> behind, in front of him, basically, so it's possible. But um, I'm excited to see him, and I'm excited to see Tucker after leveling up. Uh, and then the goalies will be Joel Hofer and uh, Colton Ellis, who we drafted uh, one of the two goalies we drafted this year, uh, who's already had 100 games in the QMJHL, which is pretty impressive for a draft-age goalie. And Joel Hofer uh, had a really good year last year after being traded from the woeful Swift Current Broncos to the Portland Winter Hawks. So both both of them have some some hope. Mm-hmm. Um, but it'll be, you know, it's a prospect tournament. It's hard to evaluate those guys. And then, of course, Capo Caco will also be there, and uh, Kirby Doc and Philip Zadina and that German kid that Brendan Shanahan reached on. So uh, it'll be, it's exciting. I think it's a, not reached <laughs> around sorry, on. <laughs> that sounded uh, Yeah, no, different. you're right. Yeah, for sure. I, I, I screwed the pooch on that one. Um but yeah, I, I just think it'll, it's a pretty star-studded this year, you know, in terms of top talent overall, and so I'm just excited to be there in general. Just to clarify, that's Steve Eisenman reached on a kid. Yeah, did I say Shanahan? Yeah. Sorry, you're right. Yes, Steve Eisenman gave if, the reach around. Yeah, if we're gonna, if we're gonna pin. Although Brendan Shanahan should also be in attendance because the Maple Leafs are there this mm. time, you know. I mean, Brendan Shanahan. I wonder, I'm one thing. Also I'm, not reputable. One thing I'm really interested to see. 
So I went last year with my friend Garrett, friend of the show, Garrett, Mm -hmm. um, who gave us our original report from the field when he went two years ago and we were a baby little podcast um, and took some of his notes on air. But uh, last year, it's, it's a ton of fun to go. I really recommend it to anyone, not the least of which because the city is just beautiful right on Lake Michigan and it's a beautiful time to be up there. But, um, Do you ever sit on the tippy top? Yeah, it's the, okay. it's like right, there's like a little inlet mm-hmm. that's like at the, like where the pointer and ring finger in the mitten would be mm-hmm. and it's like on that, I think. I may be reversing that. It may be on is the Is it close side. to the UP? It's not like super close, but it's okay. close-ish. You know, it's up there. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's a gorgeous place. And then it's just like a weird, like hockey. It's like a hotbed for. Yeah. A, it's like, it's just hard a, to explain. Cause it's like a weird shame. You're just like in the middle of hockey. It's like if you just walked into like the, the top booth, the top like press box during mm-hmm. a blues game. And it's like, Oh, Darren Pang's like, right there and we just talked to him for you know 30 seconds or whatever and uh so it's a lot of that and then all the gms from the teams are there and some of the coaches you know especially in the first couple of days of the tournament dip in and out and it's just like this is weird and so i'm very interested to see now that the maple leafs are coming down this year for the first time uh whether that's even like increased because there were already like you know they already had like Craig Custance and uh, Katie Strang and a lot of those, like, uh, Corey Pronman was there for a while. A lot of those athletic, you know, higher-ups were there. But mm. I'm really curious to see if, like, Friedman makes yeah, an appearance. Yeah, I was saying Elliot or, Friedman you know, and Jeff Mayer, yeah, exactly. perhaps. Cut a, cut a podcast right there in the lobby. and uh, So, yeah, that'll be fun to see. But Ray even if Whitney. that doesn't happen, it's a lot of hockey. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're just all there. It's like, hey, I got to get, I got to see Jeremy Bracco. So, you know. <laughs> That'll be fun. That'll Actually, be really Jeremy interesting. Actually, Jeremy Bracco is not going to be there, I don't think. No, so. no, no. Sad face. <laughs> but, yeah, it'll be fun. I'm excited. What were you going to say? Nothing. Oh, nothing? Okay. No, nothing. Shall we dive into the Metropolitan Ocean, Ian? Mm-hmm. Uh, we the Sea of Cities. I want to extend our condolences. <laughs> no. Uh, we had a guest, a pair of guests that we were hoping to get on tonight. Uh, from a New Jersey Devils podcast uh, that we hope to have on maybe in a bonus episode mm-hmm. in the future. I haven't coordinated that with Called them. Called Dealing but... with the Devils. Yes. Well, I mean, now it has to be. Mm-hmm. They're very good. <laughs> very good. Uh, because they're obviously like the team to talk about this offseason. And the host of the podcast like just got back from his honeymoon. So he just couldn't. Congratulations. Yeah. Congratulations to him. Absolutely. But he just... It was like, oh, I'm back. Like, I think I can do this once I get back. And then it's like, oh, you're back. And like, very tired. Insane. <laughs> and I'm exhausted. So, yeah. Uh, nobody but us flying solo tonight, but hopefully we'll have a chat with them in the near future. Yeah. Would you like to tell us about the Carolina Hurricanes? The. Uh, they're rabid, they're ravaging the Caribbean right That's now, true. and it's, it's awful. You shouldn't have done that to the Bahamas, yeah. Don Waddell. <laughs> Just because Boston sweeps you doesn't mean you have to go run out, That's right. rampage across the Caribbean Sea. Also, I've gotten a lot of text messages in the last 30 
minutes or so. So I sure hope that ding stopper stops. Let us know. Let us know. And, and in the most creative way, I may drown myself in in Lake Michigan if it if it hasn't worked. So. You know, just keep that in mind. Be gentle, but be hilarious at the same time. The one guy, one cat, one cup podcast. <laughs> That's coming at you if Steve throws himself into the lake. You might want to take one of these mic home, mics home just to be, you know, on the just safe to be side. Safe. Carolina Hurricanes. <laughs> they had a pretty good season last year. They were 46, 29, and 7 for 99 points. They had a plus 22 goal differential. They finished fourth in the Metro and seventh in the Eastern Conference. Getting a wild card spot, the top wild card spot in the East. They swept the New York Island, or they defeated Washington Capitals in the first round in seven games. A double OT that I believe we both saw as, of course, they were going to win because <laughs> yeah, Washington just didn't give a crap anymore. I think that point that could be us, us this, this year. year. You know, like, oh, let them have a turn. Yeah, you go we for it. We did it last year. I'm tired. You go. I feel for you. <laughs> Uh, they then be swept the New York Islanders in the second round, and then they were swept by the Boston Bruins in the Eastern what Conference Final. What an emotional final. roller coaster. I don't think we, I mean, we talked about it during the playoff episodes, but I don't think we really lingered on what that well, yeah. must have felt We were like. in the playoffs, so we had to talk yeah. about us. And we remained in the playoffs all the way to the end, and mm-hmm. then still we're in them. We're technically the only team still in, in the play- We're still in the playoffs <laughs> in our heads. Um, in my yeah, head. I couldn't have done that. A sweep? Followed the, by a sweep? That's a very blues-like first-round, second-round thing to do. But God. not... you imagine getting to the conference final? By the way, after like a decade-long playoff drought, and you just swept a team, and then just boom-boom-boom, and you're out. Can you imagine... And not close yeah. games with the... Uh, with the Bruins, particularly, mm. I don't think. Can you imagine sweeping the Minnesota Wild and be like, fuck, yeah, and then being swept by the Chicago Blackhawks? I cannot. It would have been awful. Yeah, it would be. Um, Alas. <laughs> the, San, the San Jose, the Carolina Hurricanes persist. Their top scorer true. last year, Sebastian Ajo, with 83 points. Their That's second not going to change. Top scorer was Tuivo? Tuivo? Oh. Toivo. TV dinner terrible. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> 76 points. I was surprised by that. Yeah. I knew he was a good player. He had an outstanding year last year. Followed up by Justin Williams. Way, way to blow it, Chicago. Michael Furland and Dougie Hamilton. Out from the Carolina Hurricanes this season, this summer. Michael Furland goes to Vancouver. Curtis McElhaney to Tampa Bay. Craig, Greg McKegg to the New York Rangers. Justin Williams to retirement because he, quote-unquote, decided to step away from the game. Steven. So, go ahead. Go ahead and ask the question. Did Justin Williams choose retirement? Or did retirement (laughs) choose Justin Williams? Uh, Here's the thing. He's a a thousand percent not retired. Mm. That's what's happening here. He's going to bide his time and be a free agent. Okay. And then just like, oh, the Lightning have a spot for Mr. Game 7? Well, Mr. Game 7 shall go to the Lightning. That's what I interpreted from this stepping away from the game. Because he didn't, it very much was purposely not a retirement announcement. But maybe, maybe the maybe the Hurricanes were just like, you know what? Fuck you. We can't have any more of that Storm Surge shit. He was their we what? Can... He was their captain, yeah? Yeah. Sure, make a new one. <laughs> Get another one. <laughs> is he gonna 
do what Fisher did with Nashville and yeah. just wait for oh, Carolina yeah. to like pretty much seal the deal in the playoffs, like a playoff push, and they go, yeah. "Hey, I'm back! It's Justin Williams, baby!" Yeah, yeah, and that's yeah, that's it. Exactly, that's precisely it. He's like, I don't really want to do the whole thing again, but I would like to help this team. I'd like to, cup. yeah, I'd like to get in the playoffs. I'd like to please. get the glory and maybe a couple extra paychecks. You know, however you want to work that out, Don. Yeah, it's not like he hasn't had success before. He just really needs right, that he's just, fifth cup. What I would say is that Justin Williams is pretty queerly an egomaniac, <laughs> and uh, he's just got. It's all about him. It's just all about him. So. When you give yourself the name, Mr. Game yeah. 7, which I know <laughs> for a is, fact he did. Yeah, no one else suggested that. He it's was in an interview with then uh, NBC uh, full-time uh, top-line bench uh, analyst and now, you know, demoted bench analyst, thank the Lord, Pierre <laughs> McGuire. And Pierre was like, hey, uh, uh, what would you say about that game? And he said, I'm, I'm saying I'm Mr. Game 7. Woo! You should call me that forever. And Pierre was like, okay. And that was that. Was that. And, that walked off. and then Pierre made a comment about his high school coach and Justin Williams flipped him the bird and like shoved a key lime pie in his face and then just walked down the hall. He went from an asshole <laughs> to like a, a clown, <laughs> clown car person. person. Yeah. In uh, one fell swoop, finger, asshole, key lime pie, pie, clown person, walking down the hall silently, regular athlete. <laughs> Confusing. No. <laughs> if anything, Justin Williams is confusing. The Carolina Hurricanes also lost Patrick Marlowe, who they traded for to Father Time <laughs> because he's old. Has he also not signed with the Sharks, which was supposed to be a given? Yeah, he got bought out. What by is Carolina. the NHL doing this year? Yeah, the Sharks said no dice. I bet you he walked over there and was like, "So the contract, please." From, and they said he literally walked from Carolina. Carolina yeah. Because he didn't have a lot of else shit going Yeah, it's like, might as well. Really, when he walks, it's like walk, walk, slide ten feet because of the grease. So <laughs> it's a lot less of a work job for him, you know. If he gets a contract, doesn't he just have to play a handful of more games to get to like a thousand? Or like, what's, there's some, oh, there's no, some he's marker. Like he's way, way over a thousand. Oh, he's like sixteen hundred. What's he, what's he going he's, for? He Gold would have points? to play like a season and a half more to be the longest tenured oh. player. In NHL history, he should, he should do that. Yeah, I don't know why he's not. Some, some somebody will let that. him play whatever it is, like ninety-eight more games. Ottawa, come on, Ottawa, come on, like, come on. Seriously, why would you not? I, I don't know. Sign him for league man. I know. Sometimes the spirit, you know, the body's spirit's willing, but the flesh is weak, or whatever. You know, oh, the Bible stuff. <laughs> yeah, literally, exactly. You got it, um, but. Uh, yeah, find a way, man. That's awesome. You could be the longest tenured player in NHL history. And he wasn't, like, rotten last year. He just wasn't good enough for the Leafs to pay him $6 million. Yeah, he, he wasn't, had, like, like 16 goals. Milan Lucic or anything, you, you could know? Get, you could pay league men for 16 goals, possibly even 20, depending on who he's with. Yeah. And a star, you know? I mean, a league, like a guy with a league reputation as a star. Mm. Fuck it, bring him to the Blues. I don't care. No, no, no. no, 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 no we don't need the grease. Get the fuck out yeah, of here. stay away. P-T-O. Oh. P-T-O. <laughs> Pat Marlowe. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, make the movement happen, people. <laughs> Start it. 
We expect to hear those chants at the Centene Ice Corporation. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a dystopian future. <laughs> oh, man. Just drones mindlessly chanting in this ice rink where there are queerly like Nazi imagery, but it's just a Centene logo instead of the swastika. You know how Yeah, it's. you've seen the movies. Yeah, you've all read Mouse in high school, right? Mm-hmm. So you get it. It's just oh, like we're the little mice people. That's all. That's the only difference. Oh God! I don't like that the 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 Hitler was also a mouse, and just had the little mouse mustache. Do you know what I'm talking no, about? No, no one We'll does. move on. We'll move on. It's a very very famous graphic novel. It's one of the two graphic novels that get to be like literature, you know, along with Watchmen. So somebody out there knows. So. Uh, you can just call my call me on my cell phone, much like Drake. Please, for the love of God, reach out just, if you've ever heard of what the fuck I, he's talking about. I really thought you were just going to say, please, for the love of God, stop talking. <laughs> me neither. Um, the Carolina Hurricanes re-signed UFA Peter Morazic for Whoa. Between the Pipes. <laughs> Dodge that ball. <laughs> they signed Ryan Dezingle. They signed Alexi Lutonyemi and Brian Gibbons. RFAs. They brought back Sebastian Ajo after that he looks at... more like Linton Yemi. That's Linton... Linton... <laughs> oh, Jesus. Linton Yemi. Yeah, there you go. Hey, man, you got it. Sebastian Ajo was brought back after he looked at uh, Montreal for a hot second and decided no thanks. Hayden Fleury, well, I really, when, when, when they said, we'll pay you the same yeah, amount exactly. and I have to sign here, yeah. so sorry. Um, Hayden Fleury, Anton Forsberg, Gustav Forsling, and Brock McGinn. We talked about Ooh, Patrick Merlot. That's Merlo. the foundation of a champion. Yeah, we talked about Patrick Merlot being signed and then let go. Uh, Anton Forsberg and defenseman Gustav Forsling were got from gotten from Chicago in exchange for Calvin DeHaan and Ford Alexi Sarella. Yeah, yep. he said it. They got Eric Holla this summer from the Vegas Golden Knights. That was a nice little trade. And they got James Reimer from the Florida Panthers for goaltender Scott Darling and a six-round pick. Do you remember when these guys got Nino Niederreiter for nothing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they still have him. Oh, yeah. He was very good for them. Speaking of uh, darlings of the metrics community, go on. No. Um, you just gonna skip over Kyle Wood? Yeah, they got Woody, <laughs> and that—that's the yeah. That was the cream on top of everything no. that they were gonna do. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, Jesus! Yeah. <laughs> uh, Aho, we mentioned back after eyeing Montreal for a hot second. Does he want to be back, or was he forced yeah. to be back? Did he have being back forced upon him? I mean, he most certainly did. I mean, I think he knew to sign that knowing there was a very good chance that Carolina would yeah, resign him. Yeah. I don't think I think that was I it. think he's happy down there. I mean, plus, this is a lot of money up front, so if none of none of the rest of it made him happy, that certainly mm-hmm. would. Montreal or Montreal. We just talked about Montreal. Carolina has their top four of Slavin, Hamilton, Pesci, and Falk back. Uh the top four is that top four within the top ten defensive units in the NHL. Oh, yeah. The top five, perhaps, might be the top. Underrated. It's hot. I saw the uh, Sharks rated as the top. Oh no! no. Oh pass. no! Oh Jesus! No. <laughs> I get it. I get on name recognition. Uh-huh. I go, man, those are points. That's a lot of points. Ah, fuck that! Like, seriously, <laughs> never in a million years. Mrazek had a good, a quote-unquote good season last year with a .914 save percentage and a 2.39 goals against average. 
You will have competition from Forsberg, Reimer, and a rookie named Say It, Stephen. Oh, shit. What's his name? Nedel oh, here it is. Jokovic. Oh, boy. Nedel... Jokovic? Jokovic. <laughs> Nedel Jokovic. Tell you, is Nedel going to be a problem? Yeah. <laughs> going to make Nedel it. going to be a problem. That's <laughs> him, so... Uh, they have an interesting <laughs> three-headed monster down there, really, between Reimer, Forsberg, and Mrazek. Uh-huh. I still think Was that's their weakest Mrazek point. Good last season? He, his was numbers, fine. his basic numbers look fine. He started 40 games. Mm-hmm. Who's going to start the other 42 this year? Not Curtis McElhaney. Do you want Peter Mrazek starting 55 50. games no. for your Stanley Cup, otherwise Stanley Cup caliber team? I didn't look up the stats in that Boston just... sweep, but I'm pretty sure he was part of the problem. How do you just not... You know, like, I get goaltending's limited in this league, but how do you just not? You have one flaw. One flaw. I was doing, when I was wrongly writing notes about the Calgary Flames earlier, whom Mm. we already covered last week, I wrote something to the effect of, imagine that you were an otherwise, like, top-of-the-league team who got embarrassingly bounced out of the first round of the playoff because of your glaring hole in net, and you address that problem by adding Cam Talbot. And then I said, congratulations, you've imagined you're a Calgary Flames fan. (laughs) And the Carolina Hurricanes did the same thing. Like, imagine that was your one weakness, but you had a good tandem, but then you let half of the tandem go, and then you replace that half of the tandem with Anton Forsberg. But maybe he's the next Anti Niemi, so who knows? They could have had Jake Allen. Anti Niemi, who's the one in the, though, you know, the one, the one over there, the one in Arizona, Anti Branta, Anti Yeah, that's the one. He could be that, so you never know. Spechnikov for Carolina had a pretty impressive rookie season last year, all things considered. 20 goals, 17 assists. Uh, I think he'll hit 30 goals this season. I think he'll help that team score even more than they did last year. It's one of those players I forget that they even have. I think he'll be a star in this league. I think he's going to make it. I think that guy's pretty good, yeah. He was he was a Trevor yeah. last year. We've had second overall pick two years in a row. I think Hurricanes were the team that got bounced for the Maple Leafs, though, so. Snooze, you lose. <laughs> Steven, is this team making it all the way to the Eastern Conference Finals last year, even though they were swept oh. for real? Yeah, yeah, yes. For real with an asterisk. Yeah. As long as you're going up against a opposing division that has the Lightning and the Bruins and yeah. the Maple Leafs in it, it's going to be hard to get past an Eastern Conference berth. Yeah. They're essentially going up against a three-headed beast that's the Warriors of the NBA. You should just be happy that you made it to the Eastern Conference Final. Are they an Eastern Conference Final returning team? I don't think so. Here's the thing. What do you say about a team that is otherwise really, really good but has Peter Mrazek in net? This this isn't just a crap-on-Jake-Allen moment, but if Jake Allen's our goalie all of last season, we missed the playoffs... And with a different goalie, we won the Stanley Cup. So were we for real and just had a goaltending problem, or were we not for real until we had Jordan Bennington? I don't know. But they're the second one, I think, (laughs) more than the first one. So there you go. That's my take. Do with it what you will. (laughs) 
folks, don't draft anyone on that team for fantasy no. hockey. Most certainly not their goaltenders. That's or do right. if you're in our league, yeah. please. <laughs> Mrazic first. I would say Mrazic and then Forslund and then get Niddle Tivilditch, just to be safe. <laughs> like a Niddle Tivilditch. Niddle Tivilditch going to be playing in the championship final. That's for <laughs> Oh, boy. Folks, we had fun talking about the Carolina Hurricanes. It's got time, it. I made it. <laughs> it's time to get sad. Oh, I almost spat up that I made it. <laughs> Let's talk about the Columbus Blue Jackets, shall we? Mm, they're everything they're we're, putting the blue in blue jackets. Yeah, everything we're about to talk about is kind of fun. Then it ends poorly. I'm heavy odds on favorites on these guys being the first overall pick. I really am. What have they got? They got Seth Jones and a whole lot of nothing. Please but continue. Steven, last year, this team was 47, <laughs> yeah. 31, and 4. 98 points, plus 26 goals for. Finished 5th in the Metro, 8th in the Eastern Conference. Little team that could. Never made it out of the first round ever. And then they went to sweep the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh-huh. The 128-point having, President's Trophy winning, 128-point-having Nikita Kucherov on their team. Team. Patrick Maroon signing. Yeah, Patrick Maroon signing. (laughs) No state tax paying. Yeah. Tampa Bay Lightning. They beat them. They swept them. Swept them, absolutely. And you know what? They were like one first game comeback away from being swept. Mm -hmm. But hey, that's... You don't know. Hey, who's to say? Who's to say? They lost the Boston Bruins the second round in six games. A hard, hard fought. (laughs) Yes, go on. Hard fought. So, their top scorers last year, just people that were on the team, <laughs> are Temi Panarin with 87 points, Cam uh-huh. Atkinson with 69 points, Pierre-Luc what? Dubois, ah. oh, sorry. Very nice. Very nice. It's a very nice amount of points, Cam Atkinson. Please try again. Pierre-Luc Dubois, 61, Josh Anderson, 47, Seth Jones, 46. 41 goals for Cam Atkinson? Yeah. Cam Atkinson was a top... 10 NHL goal scorer last year. Mm-hmm. Terrific. Terrific. I'm sure that'll happen <laughs> I have again. no problem seeing that happening again and again. Some names you might not see on there are names of players that joined later to the mm. Columbus Blue Jackets and are no longer there. Matt Duchesne, perhaps. Yes, this is the saddest out list oh, of the of entire any, oh, team. Maybe of any, any, yeah, any team in the NHL. Maybe ever. Maybe this, ever. this may be the saddest... Single season departure of all time. Yeah. Go ahead. We have Artemi Panarin has gone to New York Rangers. Sergei Bobrovsky has gone to Florida. Matt Duchesne has gone to Nashville. Ryan Dezingle to Carolina. Mark Letestu to Winnipeg. I don't know what it takes to get him to Winnipeg, but it took this. Uh, Keith Kincaid to Montreal. I don't know. Like a lot of those, I can see them withstanding, but the Hmm. Keith Kincaid loss is really going to bring him down. I don't know what they'll do. It's really going to topple. But, but Steven, hey, they, go ahead. They they did a lot this summer to, to, to help out right. with all those people that left. That's right. They got Gustav Nyquist. They sure did. They got Marco Dano, who right. they used to have. Who else from outside of the organization did that? Who else from outside <laughs> that was, that of the... Was it. But, like, who else did they, they bring they in? They lost six people. The hemorrhage of talent that, okay, 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 okay. Two people okay. that. Well, sometimes, woof. sometimes when you're decapitated, a band aid does help. You know, <laughs> so like, it's 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 got a slow bleeding. That's how band aids hey, work. They re-sign Jonas Corpusalo. You, you put the head, 
in like an ice bucket and you rush the guy to the emergency room mm-hmm. and they do their thing and it's fine. You know, it's fine. Maybe you put the head of milk. I can never remember. It's one, that's one or the <laughs> or other. Or rice. Is it right? rice when you want it to oh, stay? Oh, that'll, I mean, you want it to stay dry. <laughs> yeah, you want right. your head to stay dry. Maybe you put the ice bag in the rice bucket or vice versa <laughs> and you're set. The rice will be useless. <laughs> Yeah, I wouldn't cook with that rice <laughs> in the future, but, you know, to each their own, I don't Just know. Just be stingy. So. They, they re-signed four RFAs. The most notable, Jonas Corbisalo, as their, I guess, their goaltender. That's uh-huh. the guy that's their goalie now. Um, and that's it. Also, Stephen, they made no trades. Well. They made but, no trades. Well, but here's the thing that I think you're forgetting in all this. They, they traded everything they had mm-hmm. already. To get the people that they then let walk. But here's here's what I don't think you're weighing into this whole equation is the fact that they have the 25th best, which is, the you know, best. it's only 24 teams that are better than you of farm systems in the NHL. Oh, so, no. Oh, no. you know, you, you could see Emil Bimstrom tearing up a third line in any year now. And he could be joined. He could be joined by Alexander Texier. I think Alexander Texier also already debuted in the NHL. So really, what have they got to lose? You know, it's, it's all you, systems go for them. <laughs> when you've lost everything, they what selected do you have to lose? one draft pick this year, maybe two. I think it was only two. Let's oh, find out. You keep talking. Woof. I'll keep searching. <laughs> yeah. So we talked about their current state. I'm so sorry. Uh, <laughs> they still have Jones and Warinsky. Warinsky, who they haven't signed yet. I'm sure they will at oh, some point. Oh, God. They don't even have him signed. Yeah, they do not. Why not? You've got so much money. and Just give him whatever he wants. He is waiting, of course, for Mitch Marner. Or Keith Their or whatever. first pick in the draft yeah. was the 104th pick. And that pick came from Minnesota via... Arizona, Pittsburgh, Dallas, Pittsburgh, and Florida. (laughs) I've never seen a box like that on the Wikipedia page. They got a trash pick. And they also drafted at 114. And wait for it. Wait for it. Wait for it. That was it. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, nope. They drafted Tyler Angle at 212. Excuse me. This Two team was and a seven. This team was on the little stair stepper to being kind of good, and they were sort of there. Uh-huh. I mean, they made the playoffs. So it was like, hey, this team, this team could fight to be a good team in the Metro, and they've just obliterated it. I'm they've just s- fallen down the steps. I'm so torn because, on the one hand, I think we praised them for going balls to the wall. No, on yeah. The deadline. I'm glad they tried. I'm. It's going to make other teams but, drive, perhaps. You couldn't even, like, keep Ryan Dezingle. Like, you couldn't keep him. How could you let all of them walk, you know? And that's the thing. It's like, they all knew this was coming. They knew... Panarin and Bobrovsky was gone. And all I hope, genuinely, all I hope is that the the taste of the one sweep is was sweet as honey because there's a lot of bitter medicine that they gotta swallow in the next few years. Man, when you look at that team despite Where did we put them on the misery index? Because they should have been pretty, much higher. They were pretty low. 
Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. much lower, yeah. Man, did that team actually even have a shot last year? No! So what? They didn't have, to be fair. I wanted them to do this. To be fair, they cleared the biggest hurdle right out of the gate. Yeah. So I guess they had a shot. I mean, they beat the Tampa Bay Lightning. That's true. But you know what I mean? Like, at the time, I was like, this is silly, but I'm so glad they're doing it. And now I'm thinking, of, trying to think of it from a fan's perspective, a Blue Jackets fan, or just their front office. This is so. This was so dumb. Yeah, I mean, the fact that they got swept by the Hurricanes, Islanders. No, they lost to Boston. They lost yeah. to Boston. Six games. So they had, they made all these trades with a potential of facing Tampa Bay and then the winter winner of Boston-Toronto. Mm-hmm. And that's how they'd make the Eastern Conference Final. I forget how close they were to being above Carolina, in which case would have faced Washington. But I mean, yeah, you'd have to face one of those three headed that three headed monster. It was a mistake. It was a mistake. It was absolutely a mistake. I know it's twenty twenty vision. I don't want to be that guy because I want the league to be more like whoa. But like they weren't well enough positioned for the future. To be the team that went like, whoa, you know? <laughs> like They went whoa with no backup plan. Yeah. It was like, we have to win it now It was like nothing. total cataclysm. And that's why it was irresponsible, you know? It wasn't like, oh, next year will suck, but we'll be fine. But we've got a great We've got pipeline. a great prospect, yeah. you know? Or it's not the other, the other flip side is like, if they were like the Sharks this year, and the mm-hmm. Sharks were just like, fuck it everything do it mm-hmm. it's like fine because like you're running out of time the clock is ticking and father time is closing in but with the blue jackets it was just right in the middle where it's like oh no don't do this please and they're like okay so do that then and they did it and now it's done yep. is there more to say about no, the blue I think, jackets i think it's done as perfect it's yeah I'm so sorry. That's my deepest condolences. From the lowest of lows to the highest of highs, hopefully, the New Jersey Devils. Uh, let's talk about the New Jersey Devils. You took these notes. Mm-hmm. You want me to read some of the names, and then you can talk about the thoughts and questions? I'll, I'll give you what the New Jersey, New, Jersey, New Jersey Devils were. Okay. They were 31, 41, and 10 last year, 72 points. They were a minus 53 goal differential. They finished 8th in the Metro and 15th in the Eastern Conference. Their highest goal scorer last year was not Nico Heischer. It was not Damon Severson. It was not the injured Taylor Hall. It was Kyle Palmieri, who I do like. Who knows very good anal- you know, background mm. analytics and everything. Do not draft him. Uh, please don't. He's very bad. Um, Kyle Palmieri. Yeah, hands yeah, don't. Off. Yeah, hands off. Fantasy dud. Real hockey stud. <laughs> 50 points is what You'll he led the team with. You'll give him a spot on your roster because you're a generous guy. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to help out. But I wouldn't. you wouldn't advise that for anybody no, else. That's not hard. Gotcha. I'm coming hard, out with my draft rankings real soon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Unsurprisingly. Uh, you have a draft ranking for if you're in Ian's league yeah. and if you're not in Ian's league. Keith Kincaid, top pick. Very <laughs> I would go first. I would go... Above that, if I could. Alliteration? <laughs> that's a di- that's Goalie, a, Yeah, you got to have it. Most important and stalwart, predictable position, the goaltender, notoriously. Yeah. And then <laughs> alliteration. Where is he going to be on the ice, Stephen, between the pipes? <laughs> Jesus, like, how much more predictable can you get? <laughs> 
Um, does that skatey around part, but nobody likes it. Yeah. The, the New Jersey Devils lost Kenny Agostino to Toronto and Curtis Gabriel, who I believe is a fisty McFighter guy, uh, <laughs> to Philadelphia. I think he fought one of our guys a long time ago. Yeah, they lost two guys, and that's unfortunate because they didn't really gain much. Stephen, what did they gain? The New Jersey Devils. The New Jersey Devils were incredible this offseason. So... Let's just start with the reality that they got lucky in the draft lottery mm-hmm. a little bit. Not incredibly lucky. They were real bad last year, but lucky enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they got to add Jack Hughes mm-hmm. with the first overall pick. Fine. Jack Hughes is a great player. He's not a McDavid or a Matthews, probably. He's a very good player. Um, but that one move doesn't a new franchise make. But then they did. A whole bunch of other stuff, including signing Dakota Mermis. Whoa! <laughs> Matt Tennyson. Whoa! He's a veteran presence. Ben Peekaboo Street. Whoa! And the most important of their UFAs, Wayne Simmons, polite golf clap for yeah, Wayne Simmons, is, polite golf clap. He's got some experience. Then, the real, the real surprise moves came in acquiring P.K. Subban from the Nashville Predators for defenseman Steven Santini and Jeremy Davies, a second-round pick in 2019 and a second-round pick in 2020. P.K. Subban should be noted, very close friends with Taylor Hall. I'm sure that is a total coincidence. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, happens to... It's not like they want to try and keep right. them. No. Uh, Nikita Gooseg came in from the <laughs> Vegas Golden Knights for a third-round pick in the 2020 draft and a second-round pick in the 2021 draft. And what I like about those acquisitions is, and Columbus, maybe take note of this, of this they added a lot to their team of controllable assets. And they didn't break the bank. Mm-hmm. They didn't even give up a first-round pick. Uh, they then signed Nikita Gusev in the sign-and-trade. They retained Will Butcher. They retained-slash-acquired Connor Carrick. Did he finish the year with them last year? Maybe. He might have been like a, maybe. like a one of those weird, like, this is so below the radar that we'll add him at the deadline. <laughs> uh, they brought back Micro Miller, who do not talk to him about his condition, okay? He is not a fan. Um, and uh, Brendan Baddock, and you can talk to him about his condition any old day of the week. He's very, very loose-lipped, which is part of the problem. Now, do you have any thoughts and questions about the New Jersey Devils, Ian Peters? What do you expect from Jack Hughes this year? A thousand points, a thousand I think, points. very... Reasonably, no. I mean, I think what did Nico he sure do in his rookie year? Like fifty points. I think he did fifty. Maybe yeah. pushing. I think it's that. I think he'll be around that. I think he'll play well and be largely overlooked. I don't think he'll be rookie of the year. Mm-hmm. I think Kako of those two is more likely to shoot right out of the gate and be like the whoa guy. Yeah. But I don't think that means that this was the wrong pick. Uh, I think how you know how many better young pairs of centers under like twenty three are there in the league besides Hisher and Hughes probably not a lot. 
Um, so yeah, I mean, I think 40 to 60 points mm-hmm. is kind of the range of deviation I'd expect for him. I was also, that's why I was going to say 50 is what I would hope for. 60 would be like, okay, he's, he's great. Mm. Or, and in fact, if he had, if he had 60, I think he'd be better than what I expected him to be. Yeah, probably. Okay. So the New Jersey Devils were 25th in goals scored last year, 219, but with all their additions, you'll bet they'll probably improve by at least 10 spots in that. Probably top top half of the league in goal scoring, especially with Taylor Hall, a healthy Taylor Hall. Um, but the Devils allowed the six most goals last year with 271. Will that improve? They added P.K. Subban on the back end. Yeah, He's let's not, not forget Connor Carrick. Yeah, both of whom aren't necessarily your defensive defensemen. Yeah. I guess the bigger yeah. concern with yeah. the goals against... Is goaltending. Uh, yes. Well, that is the massive. That's the huge Achilles <laughs> yeah, heel of this team. The Achilles heel that's like the size of the entire leg. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have Mackenzie Blackwood, who pay, played in 21 games last year. Played in 23, started 21. He went 10 and 10. Uh, but his stats were phenomenal. 918 save percentage and 261 goals against average, two shutouts, uh, 14 quality starts for a 667 average, and a 530 goal saved above average, which is pretty good for 20 games, really good for 20 games. Um, he's 22. I think young for a they would not be turning to him mm-hmm. if the rest of it hadn't gone to hell. But Keith Kincaid looked, you know, kind of fine the year before that. And then he just plummeted off the face of the earth. Rebound. He's going to top pick still. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. We know the rest. That's why you're going to surprise people. Uh, by taking the sleeper first overall, you're really just gonna He's very good. state your claim. But I always get Keith uh, Kincaid mixed with Mike McKenna. Yeah, well, you know, one's old and retired, and one's young and should be retired. Should retire. <laughs> Have retirement <laughs> thrust upon yes. him. Yes, Keith Kincaid had an 891 save percentage and three uh, 36 goals against average with a just shockingly bad minus 21.92 goals saved above average. And I wonder if Corey Schneider is maybe going to be, like, not Terrible. awful this year because he was bad last year, 903-306. Yes, he was. 435 quality start percentage, which I think even that is surprising. I feel like that's surprisingly high. For him, I would have mm. thought, like, no quality starts, you know? And <laughs> That's what I was going to ask. Surprising only a, how. Only a minus 529 goals saved above average, which is an improvement on his last two years. I just, he's had so many health issues mm. that I don't think it's an aging thing. You know, his last... How old is he, though? He's 32 now, 33 now. So okay. he's old, but not, like, dying for a goaltender. Um... He's not that far removed from being really good, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay, he's pretty far <laughs> removed from it. But, like, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'm probably I'm just hoping against hope because I like the Devils this year. But that's obviously going to be, like, the thing that prevents mm. them. If anything shoots down their hopes and dreams. Well, for one thing, like, as much as they've done, it's not necessarily, like, straight from the pit 
to the promised land. It's like from the pit to like relevant again mm. and exciting and fun to watch. Like I a think, playoff, basically a a wild card uh, birth. Yeah, maybe at best. I think. I'm trying to think. This is kind of like when the Maple Leafs first got Matthews. Maybe is a good comparison, mm-hmm. or even like when we, you know, started with the Oshibakis Piranha era. It's like, oh, we're not good, really, but we're gonna be fun. Or we're, yeah, we're and exciting. it's been like brutal to be a fan of us with the exception of the Taylor Hall year for a while now. Mm-hmm. So this will be fun, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's what I think is going to be cool about and them. They, like they talked a lot about a lot of these acquisitions helping the team, mm-hmm. but they talked a lot. And I was surprised about how this was to put butts in seats. Yeah, of course they talked. I mean, do. of course you do, but they talked like super open. Like this is, we need people in the stands. Yeah. And I appreciate that. Cause yeah, let's not I like pretend that, that that's not yeah. what you're doing, but like, I just think, this is it's exciting. It's an exciting team. Like when I renew my NHL network subscription, not at the preposterous $144 they want to charge me in a week. Remind me to cancel that, by the way. <laughs> uh, but at a more reasonable, you know, $80 price that they'll add offer after like one week. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to be watching the Devils a lot. You know, mm-hmm. if they're, they'll be one of the teams that I will, like, usually click on if they're on. Yeah. And that's what this offseason has done for them. It's They weren't starting from as firm a foundation as we did when we had, like, the so-called offseason of the year last year. Yeah, they're, they weren't they're this barely last missing year's the playoffs blues. at this time last year. But, like, they're a totally renovated team, and they're going to be a lot of fun to watch. Any other thoughts on the New Jersey Devils? No, I'm, I'm excited. All right. Here's a team <laughs> that I, honest to God, have zero thoughts on, and I and I don't care. Mm, why I just should don't you? Care. The New York Islanders, uh, 103 points last year, plus 32 goal differential. They finished second in the Metro, crazy, and fourth in the Eastern Conference. They swept Pittsburgh in the first round. They were swept by Carolina in the second round. Matthew Barzell, who they haven't signed yet. It led their team with 62 points. They lost Robin Leonard to Chicago. Valtteri Filpula went back to Detroit. They re-signed UFA Anders Lee. They brought in Simeon Varlamov to take the place of Robin Leonard. They brought in Derek Broussard, because why not? They brought in Tom Kunakel, who I like just, just for, for the, the name. Fun, yeah. yeah, that's great. RFA Anthony Bogod. Bovel. Bovel. Yeah. Bovel Bovel-Ivier-River. <laughs> um, Michael Dal Cole and Josh Hosang all were RFAs that resigned. Swing and miss, Hosang. And uh, no trades. No trades. This team is going to be awful this year. They're going to be really bad. They're going to shock people with how bad they are. I this honestly is the care year so little for this that team. That people are going to say, well, they were good last year and they're due for some regression, but they're not going to be terrible because yeah. all last year the journalists were like, well, they were getting their. You know, crap handed to him because all the butthurt, you know, fans of the the Islanders were like, hey, what about us? You know, and Mm -hmm. this is the year where they're all like, well, fine, we'll give you some credit. You did it last year. And then it's just right down the toilet. I think what this year is, is like the years. This is the start of the dark ages, like when the avalanche got McKinnon and it was like, we've got McKinnon. We were great for a year. And then it was like right back to the basement for Mm -hmm. a couple of years. And we were like, what? 
That's what this is for the Islanders. It is basement dwelling time for the fishermen. (laughs) And hopefully they will totally secure their new stadium and they will get a couple of top draft picks and they'll be ready to just zoom onto the ice when that season comes in a couple of years. And I could really, I could see that happening, but it ain't this year. God, I'm And I agree with you. There's not a team about which I have less thoughts. Yeah. I mean, that sounded fairly opinionated, but that was literally just looking at it right now. Uh, The New York Rangers. How about the New York Rangers? These guys are fun. Yeah, they they did a lot this summer, this offseason, too. They also had a top pick. Uh, 32, 36, and 14 uh, finish last year for 78 points, a minus 45 goal differential. They finished 7th in the Metro and 12th in the Eastern Conference. Leading scorer, Ian, I can't you know, trivialize you because you've read it. You put mm-hmm. this in here, but Mika Zibanejad had 74 points. And I think it will be very interesting at just the tender age of 25 to watch him never do that again. <laughs> uh, Someone had to score those <laughs> yeah, points. Exactly. He will, he will maybe be a very consistent 55 point scoring. Good for him. You make a very nice NHL career out of 55 points. Uh, Chris Kreider followed him with 52 points, followed by Kevin Hayes, who left the team with 42 in just 51 games. Pavel Buchnevich had 38 in 64 games. And Matt Zuccarella had uh, 37 in uh, 46 games. It's not a great sign mm-hmm. when your three, four, and five scores didn't combine for two whole seasons. That's not great. You wouldn't you wouldn't hope for that. But um yeah, they were listen, kudos to the Rangers for owning that they were rebuilding. I think mm-hmm. it's a that big of a market team, that's the ballsy way to go. And then they just had a holocaust in their front office this year for shits and grins anyway. So good for them. Uh they bought out Kevin Shattenkirk, I think in one of the more surprising moves of the offseason. Mm-hmm. Uh they left Jimmy V C to Buffalo, as we'll talk about Neil Pionk to the Winnipeg Jets. (laughs) I haven't settled on the sound effect, but there's got to be one for that ridiculous name. Um, And they lost a lot of their front office to the streets. Oh, the tough streets. (laughs) The mean streets of right outside Madison Square Garden in central Manhattan. Upper Manhattan, it's like north-ish, I think, but not like at the tippy top. I don't know a lot about Manhattan. <laughs> I haven't watched enough uh, Sex in the City. I've been by Madison Square Garden to say, hey, look, that's Madison Square Garden, and then I left. Mm-hmm. Um, Kevin Hayes was traded uh, to the Winnipeg Jets and then went to the Philadelphia Flyers at the trade deadline, and Matt Zuccarella went to the Dallas Stars and then the Minnesota Wild at the trade deadline, and those were just to kind of give a fuller picture of what they've lost since last year, but what they've added. Oh, what they added. The UFAs they added, Ian, you will not believe. Let's start with... I can't even pronounce that. Philip D. Giuseppe. I'm talking about PDG. PDG. No, that is not a manufacturer of baby food. That is an NH... Excuse me, an AHL hockey player. Hey, it's me, Philip <laughs> D. Giuseppe. I make Where shoes. Where do I shoot to the puck? Uh, 
Uh, they added Boo Nieves, who I do believe is a character from To Kill a Mockingbird. I'm fairly certain. And uh, some schmuck named Artemi Brennan. He'll never make it. Uh, He likes bread, I hear, which loading up on carbs, probably not great for a hockey player's stamina, but that's his own business. He's got a bread body. They re-signed RFA Pavel Buchnevich. Uh, and they acquired Adam Fox from Carolina for a 2019 second and a conditional 2000, uh, excuse me, 20,202, uh, third round pick. That is how ESPN wrote it. And I refuse to believe that it was merely a typo. I am confident that that's actually the pick that they traded. Uh, that's <laughs> um, the long time. Yeah, exactly. But when they get there, uh, all the robots in the yeah. top five rounds of the NHL draft by that point, will be better than Connor McDavid. So how stupid will the I, Hurricanes be? I think they're going to try and draft the Space Lizard, even though they know <laughs> that Space Lizards tend to just go back to the Space right. Lizards of their planet to play. There's always a risk that they're going to go back to Space well, Lizard yeah, planet. Yeah, but that's only because of the uh, not oil barons, the brontium barons on the Space Lizard planet are just very, very particular about keeping the space lizards home. That's because, partially, to be fair, that is because they duplicated the mind of Paul Fenton and put it into, like, the robot containers from Futurama, and he is the GM of 12 of the 14 space lizard planet teams. So there is an explanation. He does like lizard players. That's a well-established fact, and they will not forget that 18,000 years from now, let me tell you. Just to be clear, the planet is called Space Lizard Planet. (laughs) That's what they call it. That's what they call it. And you got a bunch of space lizards there. What are you going to call? I mean, Earth is called Earth, mm-hmm. and it's made of Earth. We weren't creative either, so who are we to talk shit, you know? <laughs> that's uh, fair. That's all I'm saying. So uh, we will carefully monitor that 20,202 third round pick, and uh, we'll let you know how it goes mm-hmm. in the 18,000 and, like, 201st season of the Two Guys, One Cup podcast. Mm -hmm. It's only like the 182nd at that point. Anyway, moving on, they signed Jacob Truva after trading for him for Neil Pionk and a 20th overall pick in the 2019 draft. Like, loser (laughs) idiots. Um, And then they signed Jacob Truva to a seven-year, $8 million deal. You can go back in time if you want to vo- hear our, let's generously say, thoughts and not concerns on that contract, but in a word, yikes. Um, they're Alex Petrangelo. And they're Seth Jones, which is one of my comments and or questions. <laughs> uh, they also acquired a 2021 third-round pick from the Buffalo Savers in exchange for Jimmy VC. Ian, was our Timmy Panarin the final piece of this rebuild, or are we elevating hopes a little bit this season. I thought I wrote that note, and then I read it and realized I did not. So please tell me what the answer to your question is. I didn't write that. I didn't. I did write this note? Oh, cool. Well, then I just can't read my own words. I was like, that's not mine. Okay. Um, Okay. So what are the words then? Was our Timmy Panarin (laughs) the final piece of the puzzle, or are we just coloring with crayon? I think it's in the middle. 
I think that is going to be, he's going to be an extremely attractive piece in terms of, like, getting other UFAs there. Not that New York needs help with that. But, like, this catapults them to the top of the rebuild tree, right? What do you think about this forward group? Artemi Panera, mm-hmm. Micah Zibanejad, already established 74-point player. Mm-hmm. Chris Kreider, who will leave in a year. Mm-hmm. Vladislav Nemesnikov, who will leave in a year. Pavel Buchnevich, Ryan Strom, and oh boy, oh boy, yowie wowie, I did read this, right? Matt Valesky is Ooh, a New York uh, Ranger. But like he plays for them? Says RS on his terms. I don't know what that means. It probably has retained salary transaction. You better believe it. And Jesper Faust and Capo Caco and Philip Chittle. I think they'll score a lot. That was my conclusion. You've read ahead in the notes. And I have not. Honestly, we're just on the same wavelength. How long can King Henrik stand up? Is Georgiev ready to take over? They were 17th in power play last year and 27th in penalty kill. I know that Panarin and Kako don't fix one half of that. Yeah. I was like, that and penalty kill is Adam Fox be a and Jacob Truva fix the penalty kill? I don't think so. No. Jacob Truva is not good. I'm confused. I'm very confused they, as to what people see in Jacob Truva. They He's fine. should name him Jacob Tuba because. The perception of him around the league is larger <laughs> than the other brass instruments. <laughs> Did that hold? Did that <laughs> carry? We got close. We got there. We got there. <laughs> what is he? Is he a top pairing defenseman? Is he Alex Petrangelo and Seth Jones? Or is he Kevin Shattenkirk? I think they're going to try and play him like a top pairing defenseman. I, I think that's think a mistake. I think that ends well. I, I really mistake. don't. And a lot of people do. Maybe I'm wrong. That's what I mean. I guess I'm missing something, I but was, I, he just seems I'm fine. I'm pretty sure I was wrong once before, so it's possible. But uh, how long does the patience last in New York if this rebuild isn't immediate this year? Um, I think for some reason I feel like they'll be patient. You think they've got a whole, like, another year? Yeah, I think the, if they don't make the playoffs this year, which I don't think they will... Um, but they look like they're close, you know, like, man, they fought to the last day and they missed it by still, you know, like five, six points, whatever. That, I think that's a good season for yeah, them. that's fair. My take, the Rangers will be a lot like the Panthers last year in that they'll have tons of skill, tons of scoring, tons of fun to watch, but they won't actually be competitive at yeah. the end of the day. I'd agree with that. I think they'll be fun. You're uh, this year's, last year's Panthers. I mean, this division, anyone could rise to the top and just be murdered by the Metro, or the uh, Atlantic. Mm-hmm. So that's an option. I mean, who are your surefire playoff bets in this division? Uh, Washington. 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 I, I guess Pittsburgh. I don't but think even, so. But We're going to talk about yeah, that. They whiffy-waffy, whiffle-waffle. 
Um, yeah, I mean Pittsburgh probably because of how bad this division is. But man, but you've had some, you got some sinkers though. Let's go ahead and talk about Philadelphia. Yeah, and we'll then get. We can yeah, talk about okay. Pittsburgh. Uh, the Philadelphia Flyers finished with eighty-two points and were minus thirty-seven. They finished sixth in this division and eleventh in the Eastern Conference and were a general all-purpose embarrassment. Claude <laughs> Giroux scored eighty-six point eighty-five points. Sean Couturier scored seventy-six points. Jacob Voracek scored sixty-six points, and nobody else on the team thought they needed to score all that many points at all as Travis Konechny and James Van Riemdijk's only got to 49 and 48 respectively. They lost Brian Freeze. It was ice to meet him, but I never met him. Oh, uh, I, I, that was that was a direct quote from Batman and Robin. To be fair, I just didn't put I'm on. Sorry, never mind. I'm sorry. That was Mr. very good. Batman and Robin stellar movie. <laughs> Fantastic. We'll talk about it yes, next summer. Absolutely. Uh, Calgary is where Brian Freeze went. Mike McKenna went to retirement. Cam Talbot went to Calgary. Phil Veron went to Montreal. Tyrell, Tyrell, I'm going to assume that was just Tyrell Goldborn, went to Vegas. Apparently, Mike Vachon went to St. Louis, although that's an absolute surprise to me. And (laughs) Justin Bailey went to of Vancouver. Their signings and trades. These are going to be a lot of names, but do not let this confuse you and make you think that they actually improved their team in any notable way. They brought in <laughs> Kevin Hayes, sort of. He wasn't a UFA exactly, but he was, but he wasn't, but he was. And they paid him way too much money. Uh, Andy Andrioff, Curtis Gabriel, Nate Prosser, Andy Walensky, Tyler Witherspoon, J.F. Berube, Chris Bygrass, Kyle Criscuolo and Scott Lawton are all headed for Adirondack. Is that where they still are? Fan- yeah, it sounds right. Is Adirondack that, Phantoms. I mean, they were that Phantoms, at something. Grand Lake here. I don't know. Something. Uh, Scott Loft- Lawton, I think, is an NHL guy, but the rest of those guys, yikes. Um, the Lehigh Valley Phantoms. I knew they'd moved somewhere or renamed somehow. Uh, the RFAs are involved Nicholas Abi Kibble. Scott Lawton, I guess, was also an RFA. <laughs> and Travis Konechny. And then they have not re-signed Ivan Provorov. Because he's supposedly asking for $10 million. He should. He's very good. Not $10 million. No, don't pay him that. Don't do that. (laughs) That's ridiculous. But sign him. Sign the man. They acquired Tyler Pitlick from Dallas Stars. Promptly placed him on IR. They acquired Justin Braun from the San Jose Sharks for a second and third round pick in the next two drafts and promptly sucked. That was just a bad decision. I don't know. They didn't suck. And they got Matt Niskanen for Radko Gudas and gave money for the worst player who already was on the worst contract. (laughs) <laughs> baffling <laughs> truly baffling um, oh Jesus man but, you know they've got Chuck Fletcher so it's all good man isn't that crazy because this team if even though I knew they had Chuck Fletcher as their GM if you told me it was some rando guy and I didn't know I'd say this team looks like last year's Minnesota Wild where they did an awful lot but nothing happened they did so much to move the so, needle so little. What's changed for this team? Because if you'll think all the way back to, like, November, mm-hmm. this is the team that fired Ron Hextall because Ron Hextall wanted to, you know, hold the wheel steady and slowly rebuild, which... 
They have every right to do. They have Carter Hart. Now he jumped already. And that's great. They'll have a full season of him. But they've got the two guys we gave him, Morgan Frost and Farabee. And they've got a lot of good prospects. And they've got Sean Couturier and some good young players. And maybe just don't yeah, change. Yeah, just hold but on. Just, just Kevin Hayes push this team in the playoffs. Kevin Hayes in a full year of Carter Hart gets this team how many more points? Six? Yeah, like that not put enough. Him in the <laughs> I just don't know. In this know. division, perhaps. As a as a as a mildly sympathetic to the Philadelphia Flyers person, sorry, man. They're in that like weird middle ground yeah. hell where it's like we're fine, we're not good enough to be bad, but as a result, we're not bad enough to improve. <laughs> they're like not yeah. the Minnesota Wild, but they've got the Minnesota Wild GM, so they're headed there. And. They have assistant coach Mike, Mike Yo. Yo! They have Elaine Vigneault as their head coach. They have Mike Yo. Elaine Vigneault! Oh, God. <laughs> I'm trying to do this with this one. And Michelle Terrian. And Michelle Terrian. Woo! <laughs> yeah, there you go. Man, what a milk toast group oh, of coaches. How a- bored are the players already? And training camp hasn't even started. Mike Yo will throw some shit from time to time, at least. There's something original going on there, but oh, my training camp tactics should be in question. (laughs) (laughs) I just feel bad for that team. Uh, Let's talk about a team that no one should ever feel bad for ever because they've had Mario Lemieux and Sidney Crosby. So screw everyone else. Two of the top five players in the history of the game. Groovy. (laughs) Um, 100 points last year, plus 32 goal differential, third in the division, sixth in the conference, and then got promptly swept by the New York Islanders, suckers, in the first (laughs) round. Sidney Crosby had 100 points in 79 games. Phil Kessel had 82 points in 82 games. Jake Gunsel fully leveled up to be a 40-goal scorer with 76 Man. points in 82 games. And Evgeny Malkin played only 68 po- what games. What a surprise. But had 72 points. Yeah, Evgeny Malkin missing time. Hurt. Who saw that guy? Wow. It's hard to believe. Matt Cullen finally jumped out the old window into the <laughs> barnyard and retired at the age of 7,000. <laughs> Chris Weidman took an Uber all the way to Anaheim and signed with the Ducks. Garrett Wilson went to Toronto. I didn't have anything. I've never heard of him. (laughs) And Ethan Prow exists, but now he exists in Florida. And by that, I mean he'll play for whatever Florida's AHL team is. They signed Brandon Tanev, and this is a thing they did for six years. At $3.5 million. That's too long. And too much. much. Yeah. Inexplicable. 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 That is the most inexplicable contract I think I've ever seen. In terms of, like, there are worse contracts, probably. Mm -hmm. Like, we saw the Lucic deal... And the Marlowe deal, you said you'd eat a sock or black mm-hmm. licorice or something. And I'll never you have, have to. to. Uh, Thank you, Patrick. <laughs> you can sign with my team any day. Please don't. But this is the one that I'm just like, what? But let's not dwell on it. They also signed David Warsawski and Andrew Agazino. 
How many Agostino, D'Agostini, Agostino? Apparently, are there? and they're all related. We're getting close to the Schwartz Schmaltz. Yeah, Schmitz, <laughs> it's just Schmacks, Schartz, Schwan. I would I love know. a. I'd love a player called like Benny Schartz. <laughs> <laughs> what is the one we? Oh, Shantz. Dwyer Shantz. Dwyer Shantz. Ah, jeez. Zach Aston Reese, former Hobie Baker finalist. Joins Joseph Blandisi, Teddy Bluger, and Adam Johnson as their retained RFAs. They acquired John Marino, apparently confused with Dan Marino. For the we got Dan Marino. <laughs> Even Dan Marino would be like a 60 year old quarterback, so I don't know what benefit that would do them, but hey. But that's why they would do it. <laughs> 2021 conditional six. They got Alex Galchenyuk, Pierre Olivier Joseph, and. Nothing from the Arizona Coyotes for <laughs> Phil Kessel, Dane Burks, and a 2021 first, fourth round pick, excuse me. Um, and they got Dominic Cahoon, who's a fine young player, and a fifth round pick from the Chicago Blackhawks in exchange for Oli Mata. Because it was either going to be him or Jack Johnson. <laughs> I love Stupidest. <laughs> I had to trade one of them, and then no one wanted Jack Johnson, so it had to be Ali Mata. I'm sorry. So, you got rid of Phil Kessel, and you've been supposed to do that for a long time. <laughs> so great. You did it. Now what? How do you replace a point-per-game player on this team? Is it a hungry Alex Galchenyuk in the final year of his contract? Oh God, no. Only for him to then immediately leave. Alex Galchenyuk comes and he sucks and he leaves. Or he comes and he's good and he's too expensive and he leaves. This is his only season in Pittsburgh. I will eat... I don't know. Like something distasteful. Something I don't like but that is edible. Those ever-flavored... Those every-flavored beans, but you gotta eat the booger flavor. (laughs) Just kidding, guys. They make them all like just yeah, delectable. they're just generic. They're great. I would, yeah, I'll eat a whole box. Sure, whatever. Yeah, let's do it. Um, I'll be in our Twitch stream. Uh, I'll just, uh, I'll just like imbibe pop rocks for an hour, <laughs> and God. then my mouth will just. Then I'll podcast with like numb mouth. That's that's what. We'll people do. hearing the pop rocks in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway. Uh, I think he'll be good in a contract year, but I don't think he'll be great. Can Crosby and Geno stay healthy? We already know the answer to half of that is certainly not. (laughs) Would someone check on Jim Rutherford, please? Has anyone? That's my real question about this team. Have they done a wellness Mm -hmm. check? Is he being run by a lizard person? (laughs) (laughs) Have they traveled back in time to delay the groundwork for their hockey league in 18,000 years yeah. with weird trades that Jim Rutherford is making. Now, they're just writing little, like, just little liner notes in these trades that nobody at the league is reading. Uh, this is this is going to be my our theory now for yeah. any, any just bullshit yeah. thing that happens in the NHL. Well, you know, Gary those are ba- people need a team. Gary Bettman is like, Bill, did did this trade say... That two of Zach Aston Reese's skates, three of Zach Aston Reese's skates, had to go to the lizard planet 
in 15,000 years. And Bill Daly was like, don't worry about it. It's just two guys playing a joke on each other. Yeah, as his tongue flicks out of his mouth <laughs> right, to eat a fly. he's already a lizard person. You watch him flip those cards. I'm exactly. Only a lizard person would do that. <laughs> only with Who that, the fuck with that kind of cards? intensity. It's only the lizard people. Uh, is Matt Mercy Murray kind of okay, or is he really bad, or is he also a lizard person? <laughs> I Man, Matt Murray... On the scene, amazing Yeah, I don't I think bad. I think okay, which is not good for them. I think he's Jake Allen, really. Oh no. Oh no. Sorry. Oh no. Is this the first time the Penguins missed the playoffs since Crosby's rookie season? No. Yes. Really? No, no, it's no, not. It I said confidently yes when I forgot how shitty this division <laughs> is, but I don't see how... Man. I don't see two teams that can surpass them. I'm starting to think the Atlantic has a shot at a, at a wild card spot. Oh, yeah, for sure. This, yeah. Team, this, this division's garbage. They make their money on beating up on other divisions. Man. I think the, the Penguins are very much on like the droppy, downy part of the mm. roller coaster. Man, we're in the best division, aren't we? Yeah, oh, by like a long way. From top to bottom? Oh, yeah. I don't know why I'm like pat myself on the back. It makes it very hard (laughs) for us, but still. Makes for fun hockey. And speaking of fun hockey, Washington Capitals are paying Tom Wilson just slightly more million dollars than the percentage of Alex Ovechkin's blood that is still alcohol. Uh, which would be 5%. 5 percent. Five whole percent. Yeah, five percent of his blood is pure alcohol. I do remember what is it? 0.08. That's like 0.08 percent of your blood is alcohol. Yeah. Is like the whatever the legal limit. I remember at one point thinking while I was drunk too. I was like, I bet my blood's already eight percent alcohol. <laughs> and someone was like, What are you talking about? I'm like that's the legal limit. And they're like, First of all, it's not even close. And second of all, you probably are over point oh eight. Very confused. Uh, that's terrific. Um, and Alex Ovechkin's still drunk, but he had a hundred points last season. Uh, the team had, excuse me, I was still on the Penguins. The team had 104 points last season. He had 89 points, and they were a plus 29 goal differential. Finished first in the Metro and third in the Eastern Conference. Lost to the Carolina Hurricanes in the first round of seven games. The real question about the Washington Capitals is, will Alex Ovechkin break Wayne Gretzky's scoring record? And the answer is yes. Yeah, yeah I he think will. you will. I think it's another thing at this point where it's like the Patrick Marlowe thing. It's like, just do it. Just keep him. Why would you yeah, not do Washington it? Washington just has to keep signing him yeah. there until he does it. Unless he just does the shitty thing and is just like, goodbye, go play in KHL now. Uh, Which, fine. But, dude, why? Why would you even consider that? Anyway, uh, Nicholas Backstrom had his typically phenomenal season. Evgeny Kuznetsov... Uh, just rode the rail to success last year with 72 <laughs> points in 76 I games. I was waiting for it. Uh, John Carlson, uh, 70 points in 80 games, which really, just a kick in my balls, because I thought that contract was a huge mistake, but at least making it look good in his first season. And TJ Oshie, who are you? 54 points, I will say, a very nice amount of games that he played. Oh, very nice. As nice as it gets, but, I mean, except for playing a full season and being healthy. <laughs> but 
that's beyond yeah, TJ Oshie's grasp at this point. They let go of a lot of people, oh, none of who matter. Brett Connolly went to Florida and got paid too much. Jason Mango went to Colorado and read Sailor Moon. Aaron Ness went to Arizona and did the flippy dips on Super Smash Brothers because Ness oh. is a shithole character and you're all bad for playing him. He makes the you're baseball bad that you're bad people. He breaks the game. Brooks Orpik went to the graveyard. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. Are we going to say that you... Do you like Ness? Do you hate Ness more than you hate Kirby? God, no. Okay. okay there can you. be multiple people that, uh, that, I, that are just, Okay, thank you. Uh, I mean, I play Incineroar, which is shitty in the other way of like... Oh, but that's a different... His thing. mechanics are very normal, but I can also do 100 damage in two moves. But if we're so. talking OG, you know. Yeah, oh, yeah, for sure, for okay. sure. Riley Barber took a haircut to go to Montreal. Nathan Walker walked all the way to St. Louis Antonio. And Dimitri Yaskin went behind the Iron Curtain to play in the KHL. They did sign Richard Panic. They signed Garnet Hathaway from uh, Sterling Cooper, yeah. Price, and the other one, Draper, Draper and Price. Oh, man, the uh, one with, the, why do we forget we, that we one? We forget the, 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 the big one. Yeah. We forget that guy. Uh, Philip Milet, Milet, and Brendan Leipzig came into town as well. They re-signed Christian Juice, Chandler Stevenson, Vitek Vanacek, Jacob Vrana, and Colby Williams, and they acquired Scott Kosmachuk, oh, not Cosmonaut, Kosmachuk, and a 2020 second and third round pick from the Colorado Avalanche in exchange for Andre Burkowski, and they got the distinctly better and strangely cheaper half of the Radko Gudas for Matt Niskanen trade. Good for them. Was last year a one-year cup hangover, or was it the beginning of a very long cup hangover? I mean, by cup hangover, I don't mean that to break it, they'd have to win another cup this mm. year. But are they, like, because they idled a little bit last season, and they, like we said, just kind of were like, eh, mm-hmm. I don't really want to win a double overtime game in Game <laughs> 7. That means more hockey, and we played a or lot. We're just over it. Um are they, like, super dangerous this year, or are they just kind of the same team where it's like, eh? I feel like they're kind of the same team, but I think in the playoffs, they'll be more motivated. Yeah, that's probably right. Um, will Evgeny Kuznetsov stop inviting Gary Busey to his party? No, he will not. Okay. He loves cocaine. <laughs> I was going to say, we've we've subtly danced around this, but no, it's a big hole. It's a big hole cocaine thing. Um he likes it. Bill Daly likes that he likes it. The KHL doesn't like that he likes it. Which, by the way, if the KHL and the IIHF have higher standards than you, NHL, maybe get your shit together. And I know, like, Steve Dangle went on this thing about, like, well, a lot of people do cocaine in the NHL, so you do not want to open that Pandora's box. And I'm like, don't I? <laughs> I mean, first of all, let's find out. Yeah, sure, this will be fun. I'm sure some blues do cocaine. James I don't want to speculate wildly that Vince Dunn does cocaine, but I'm sure that he and Jaden Schwartz do cocaine. But, you know. Mm-hmm. On the regular. All I'm saying is Vince Dunn 
was coming back from the east side of the river at midnight the other night, according to his Instagram story. And there are only so many places you go over there, and most of them are clubs of the drinking and nudity varieties. So, you know, make of that what you will. You don't have to do cocaine at those clubs, but, but, you, you but have he to. does. Um, no, but, like, jokes aside, like, it's cocaine, man. Get rid of it. Like, let's not have athletes doing that. I get that they're young and healthy and can just survive it, but you know what else? Cocaine kills people on the regular. <laughs> so maybe let's not have it just rampant in our sport. Imagine a sport that's just fine with lots of its players doing cocaine. <laughs> Imagine that the 80s in baseball were every day in hockey in 2019. That wouldn't be good, would it? So let's not have that. But anyway, <laughs> Evgeny Kuznetsov really loves cocaine. That's the point of this story. And I also enjoy saying cocaine. <laughs> TJ Oshie has not done... what? Well, yeah, he has. Let's not, let's not get ahead of oh, ourselves. Yeah, but yeah, who you... is he now? Oh, that was just the best transition because of course he has. Yeah, so oh, absolutely. Times. If he was still on the Blues, he would have been the player we'd named instead of Vince Nunn. Mm-hmm. 100%. Um, TJ Oshie is a fine 50 point, he's got 60 point seasons over in, uh, over in Washington. And I'll tell you what, man, TJ Oshie in Washington winning a cup. I was happy for him, but I was a little pissed off. And ever since we've won I'm the like, cup, hey, I didn't give a shit anymore. You. you got yours too. Man, that's crazy. In the darkest times in this team, while we were still quote unquote good, like, if you were like, David Perron and T.J. Oshie would win a cup, and I don't care where they won a cup, but you would tell me that. I'm like, no, they won't, because we fucking suck. <laughs> and, like, they both have their names in the cup, and it's weird. It's weird. Yeah. They have their names in a cup, but Patrick Berglund doesn't. And it was, like, the David weird... Backus doesn't. Yeah. Ian Cole does, though. Yeah, he does. We should look at that sometime. I'm just, just like all the players. No, that just do Ian Cole being oh. on there because it's not right. No, I'm just, <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, it's all the this players. Must be rectified. Um, John Carlson seems like the real deal. Can their middle school vice principal carry them back to the promised land, or is this more of a Mister Belding situation where they're just going to have their hijinks sort of around him, and occasionally he'll gussy up and play along, you know? Have a little, not a lot. We'd rather you do it at home. You know, that's yeah. it. Um, I don't know what to make of their coach. I don't know. Bad. I think bad. Maybe yeah, not, I don't know. But, like, this team runs itself, you know? Like, yeah. you don't need a fucking coach for the Washington that's Capitals. That's true. Hey, uh, Alex, this time I want you to stand over there on the power play. You just, you just stand in that same spot. You've been standing in for 15 years and, and, and you do that. That's when he crosses his arms, this coach, and he looks around like, I did that. (laughs) I made that. Uh, what are the Washington Capitals? Great, fine, good. They're, uh, in the just depths of despair. They're a good to great team that will continue to be good to great. And loves cooking. <laughs> to me, it's weird. It only took one year, and maybe this will happen to us, to, to the outside world. But all of a sudden, they're just the Washington Capitals again. I'm like, yeah, you, you're you the same team, only now you have a cup. And I'm like, are they going, they'll be good next year? 
and they'll be hard to play, and they'll win a lot of games, and they'll make it to the playoffs. And do I think they're going to win a cup? No, I don't. They're not, not going to win the cup. Not even a little. And they're like, but we won the la- we won one two years ago. I'm like, I know you did, and good for you, but you're not going to get it again. <laughs> and that's kind of how I think some people will view the Blues eventually. Heck, that's how I'll view the Blues yeah, eventually. Hundred um, percent, and it's probably justified. Yeah, and that's fine. And I guess there's still that little bit where you're like, because they won it, I for sure will always think, oh well, there's a much there's still a much better chance because mm-hmm. they've done it before and now I can believe it. I've seen it happen. So I think they'll make the playoffs easily. I don't think they'll win. I'd love, man, I'd love to see them make the Eastern Conference final to play against one of those three teams because I think that'd be a lot of fun. I think a, a Toronto, Boston, Tampa versus Washington Eastern Let's Conference final. Let's not say Boston. Let's I mean, that shit happen. To be fair, yeah, fuck, fuck off. And fuck the other Toronto two would be too. Well, I, I know, mean, but I'd at least more, it'd be fun. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure. But yeah, Jesus. Oh, I hate Boston. Like I hated Boston before, and I thought I'd maybe gain mm-hmm. a grudging respect for them. I did not. Mm-mm. Gross. I'm over that team. Fully gross. So that's the Metropolitan Division. What teams make the playoffs? None of them. The <laughs> Capitals. Yeah. The Penguins. Yeah. I really wanted to do that, like, hot take, but this division is too trash. I know. And... Because another team has to make it. <laughs> That's so weird. I, I do really think that the Islanders will collapse. I think they're a wildcard team, maybe. <laughs> if they make the playoffs, they're a wildcard team. If I'm... I went pretty strong on that. So if I'm, <laughs> I'm going to not back down, that leaves me with the Rangers and the Flyers. Or can... Or the Devils? He's, he says no. no Carolina. Not with, Carolina. Oh, yeah, Carolina. Oh, yeah, they're the third. That's yeah, fine. yeah 100%. Yeah, that's fine. God, this goaltending is so bad in this I know. division. Woof. Which... What's the best That's goaltender? really, which one do you think will just have the longest hot hand of Carter Hart? Carter Hart's just good, but he's on arguably the worst of the teams. I th- Philadelphia did enough this year that, like, a playoff push wouldn't be shocking, especially since where they finished last year was kind of a disappointment. Yeah. So is that an option with an option? Yeah, the boring coaching staff? Sure. Carolina. Yeah, they can snooze their way in. Carolina, that goaltending, man. It's so average. I don't know. It's one of those two. I think it's one of those two. Man, Florida, you got your. You can make it. You can make it this year. I think you got can make a wild card spot. Yeah, this division's not great, but it does know how to party. Um, And I will be partying in Traverse City for the next. Number of days, six, 90, five, six days. Six hours? No, that's more than No, that. more than that. It's a good long time out there. Uh, I will sleep not at all tonight, because I literally have to be up like four hours from now. <laughs> so, go me. Um, but uh, any last thoughts before we depart? I am very excited to do the Prospect Pyramid oh, yes. next episode. So excited. That's why I'm going up there. It's going to be bombastic. And terrific. And I'm excited for it, too. So until then, 
We will see you on the Twitter. You can find us over there. I will be doing lots and lots of Traverse City tweets. Hopefully the reception will be better this year than it was last year. I'm not counting on it, but let's hope. Uh, even if it's not, I mean, the reception's only bad, like, in the arena. If it's, you know, outside of that, it's some, fine. For but. some reason, I've got weddings on my mind, and I was like, there's a reception? Okay. <laughs> I'm sure there will be. There's oh. very nice vineyards out yeah. there and things. I'm sure somebody's getting married. Um, but, yeah, just k- keep keep your eyes on at two guys one cup on on twitter uh and like us and review us do all that good stuff subscribe review say talk about the lizard theory in a review and let's get this going yeah i mean it's just a reality bill daly is a lizard person it's not a yeah theory is theory gives so much wiggle room this is just the truth yeah this is talk about our new lizard empire We've got cocaine and lizards, people. What more could you want? We will talk to you next week. (laughs) If they allow us to. Oh, God, we're being silenced. Good night. From the resistance. (laughs) 